You're watching KCMI-TV. Thank you for joining me, and uh, pray this to be a profitable time for us together in setting the word of the Lord. Uh, and I want to talk to you about something I believe that probably many of us who are <clears throat> pursuing God uh, with all of our hearts, probably this is where we're at. And uh, <clears throat> the other day I was, I'd went to prayer and uh, this has been a unusual year for our church, for me. It seemed like um, there's been so much that has happened that has just <clears throat> taken a lot of virtue out of us. And you feel like sometimes, you know, you're scraping the bottom of the barrel. I think of Apostle Paul, as powerful as he was, he said, I have been pressed out of measure. And then he said, even despairing of life. And you think, my goodness, how can a man who had such revelation and, and such intimacy with the Holy Spirit uh, be in that place? But I can tell you this, it hits us all. There are seasons to where it's just one barrage after another. And I was... I was praying, and you ever have those those seasons where you just, prayer is dry. You know, you just do it by faith. And uh, it seemed like lately that's where I have been, and, and I was seeking the Lord, and um, just <clears throat> sometimes, you know, you'll get a little carnal in the way that you think, and I thought, boy, you know, it's um, this age in life, and uh, tired of the struggle and the battles and, and all of that, and um, sometimes, you know, your tendency, the enemy wants you just to throw in the towel and give up. And I thought, you know, it'd just be so, so easy to just kind of walk away from this fight with the enemy. And immediately I heard the Holy Spirit pray to, uh, say to me, he said, you need to pray that God will give you resistance. And boy, it, it just came up in my spirit because if if we don't have resistance against the enemy and his push and, and the constant pressure that he puts on us, then we lose. And uh, James uh, wrote this verse in chapter four, verse seven, it says, submit yourself therefore to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Um, I think that, that the enemy would like nothing best. I truly believe this. The devil knows he's not gonna, he's not gonna make a lot of us backslide and we're not going to hell. Our, our, I believe our eternal position in God is secure. So his goal is not to, to get our soul. His goal is to stop our purpose. That, that we don't fulfill what God has created us for. And probably most of us have not yet really walked in the fullness of what God has created us for. And so there is this, <clears throat> the last few months especially, there's been such a barrage come against the people of God to press us out of measure. And what he wants us to do is finally, we just say, okay, I quit, I give up. I, I don't wanna do this anymore. I can't constantly fight this battle and just to walk away. And that's why I heard the Holy Ghost say to me, he said, you're gonna to have to start asking me to give you resistance. And you cannot resist the devil in your own strength. And James said this, he said, first of all, he said, you have to position yourself 
in the Lord. Submit yourself to God. Resist the devil and then he will flee. If we don't resist the devil, then he won't leave us alone. You, you give up. You think, okay, I'm just not going to fight this fight anymore in this front. I'm, I'm tired. I'm weary. Doesn't the Bible say that the devil comes to wear out the saints? That phrase, wear out, is, it's not something that happens immediately. It happens over time. You can pick a rock up out of a stream or a piece of wood on, on the ocean. And you can see how it's just the constant coming against it of the waves or the water slowly erodes away and wears it out. And see, that's what the enemy does is he can't get you with one massive temptation. And so he comes against you with little things. That one scripture says it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. And so this, this constant coming against us, if he can get you, and I want you to hear me by the Spirit because the moment that he can get you to quit fighting and say, I, I just don't want to, I don't want the harassment, the fight anymore. Uh, I'm not going to quit serving God. I love the Lord. I'm going to keep praying, but uh, I, I don't want to be in this anymore. The moment that he does that and you walk away, immediately you're going to walk into another battle because the devil never gives up. This is one of the things that I admire about the nation of Israel. Since their conception of 1948, as they become a nation, there has been a constant attack against them to get them to give up their sovereignty, to yield to their enemy. And here we are, uh, I don't know, 70 some years later, and they still are fighting. They will not give up their land. What's the enemy after? He's after their land. Why does the enemy come against you all the time? And, and, and it seems like every front that you're on, that, that the enemy is testing you in. And, you know, when, when you get in places to where uh, you just feel, I can't resist the enemy anymore, it's because the enemy is attacking you in your, in your relationship with your spouse, you might be having problems with your children. You're having problems financially. You feel depressed with, with where you are in God or your ministry, all of these things. And many times it happens on multiple fronts at one time. Most of us can navigate an attack by the enemy when he just comes against us on one thing. But boy, he'll come against you through so many areas trying to wear you out. And so uh, you... Don't give up where you are. This, and I know that I'm speaking prophetic to, prophetically to, to some of you that are listening to me. The enemy wants you to give up your position that you are right now. He's just saying, just run. I'll leave you alone. Just leave the battle and, I'll, and we'll be fine. No, because he's going to come after you again. Uh, <clears throat> don't let the devil make you run. This is why the Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways and let not man, that man think that he shall receive anything from the Lord. Once you commit to God, this is why so much in Paul's writings deals with uh, 
the military aspect, you know, being a good soldier, fighting the fight. The battle is, is the Lord's. And then just on and on and on, he has the sword of the spirit and Ephesians and, and the armor and all of these things because you are in a battle, not only for your soul, but you are in a battle for what God wants you to do in advancing the kingdom of the Lord. Uh, anybody that runs today will run tomorrow. So you just say, well, I'm just, I'm just running from this one thing. No, the moment that the devil can get you to run from something and see, this is what he's after because this is what James said. He said, if you will resist the devil. See, you, we're not resisting the devil in our own strength. And this is sometimes, this is where we get in a dangerous place is we're trying to fight the devil in our own strength. This is why the Bible says the battle is not yours, it is mine. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. And when I'm overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Weapons of all warfare are not carnal, not natural weapons, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. The, the enemy um, is, is trying to get you to run because if you don't run, then what happens? James says he has to run. And so he's trying to avert his own judgment, the own, rep the own repercussions of, of what would happen if you hold your ground. And um, when God gives you ground, in the Old Testament, when he gave the land to the, land, to the nation of Israel, to the tribes and, to the, and to, the, to the households, the families, he said, you can never sell this land. No matter what kind of problem you get, you can't sell it. You can never, ever give up where God has put you. The moment that you leave and you allow the devil to make you quit resisting him, everything in your life is going to go backwards from that moment on. You think it's tough now? As soon as the devil gets in charge, it's going to get worse. And um, there's a verse that says this, give no place to the devil. And I, and I was thinking about that, and I know there are probably more than one interpretation as to actually what this verse means, but I would like to apply this application to it. Give no place to the devil. That, I think, means that the territory that you have won, don't give it back. And I don't care how hard the devil fights you. Listen, the devil doesn't fight you for land that's not valuable. Remember the Old Testament when, when Naboth had that vineyard and Ahab wants it and Ahab comes to him and he says, listen, he said, <clears throat> I got better land. I'll give you better land for this or I'll buy it. And I'm thinking, well, if, you, if the land you have is better than Naboth's, why do you want his? is because he knew that Naboth's vineyard was better than what he had to offer. And he said, either you can give me the land, we'll trade the land, or else he said, I will purchase it. The enemy is after you because what you have is more valuable than what he has. And um, you can never, ever, the moment that you get in the habit of giving place to the enemy, 
you set a precedence in your life that the devil recognizes. And every time you begin to reach a place in God that is valuable to advance in the kingdom of the Lord, the devil's going to come and he's going to, he's going to fight you because he knows if I press him or her hard enough, they'll back off, they'll quit. And so as I end today, I want to encourage you, if you feel like you're depleted and you feel like, Pastor, I'm, I'm just, I'm tired of the battle, do what I heard the Lord say. Start asking God to give you resistance against the enemy. He will renew your strength. He will give you the ability to hold your ground. You have to get mad in the, in the Holy Ghost. You have to make decisions that are permanent, that I will never let the enemy cause me to run. Don't give your inheritance to the enemy because you feel depleted. And, you know, in reality, saints, we're always going to have a battle. We're always going to have a war. Uh, you know, once we here in, in Nashville, we get our church built and it's paid for, there'll be something else that the enemy is going to bring on the forefront. And then we'll go into that battle. Then we'll go on to another one. But thanks be unto God who causes us always to triumph in Jesus Christ. Well, I pray that this would be a marrow to your bones today, that this would give you a, a second wind in the Holy Ghost to make a decision. Pastor, I'm going to stand with you and with the Lord, and we're not going to let the enemy push us off of our ground. I'm not going to let the enemy make me weary of fighting. Well, remember this verse, be not weary in well-doing, for in due season ye shall reap if you faint not. God bless you. Merry Christmas. Hi, I'm Pastor Candy Christmas of Regeneration Nashville. You know, as we come to the end of 2023, I want to remind you that it's so important that as we look ahead, we sow a seed into the coming year. Every year at the close of the year, Pastor Ken and I, we come together and we pray about sowing a financial gift into our miracle of the coming year. And I believe that Regeneration Nashville and Destination Miracle are good ground to sow in, to reap a wonderful harvest of miracles in the presence of God. I hope that you will prayerfully consider sowing in to Regeneration Nashville and Destination Miracle. I hope and pray you have a glorious Christmas and a happy new year.